my name is Susanna and I'm one of the ministry trainees here at Whitcomb and I'm going to be doing a devotional on Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 and this follows on really well from Matt yesterday talking from Isaiah 7 about the son being Emmanuel, God with us and today we're going to think more about the character of that son and the titles that he will be given and you probably know it's a very well-known Christmas passage, um, chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. I'm just going to read that for you now. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Now I wanted to just mention the context within which this promise is coming to the people. So Isaiah has been prophesying about um, the Assyrian invasion and the judgment on Judah that was to come. And so this really is a light in the darkness of judgment on God's people, um, but the hope that he has not forgotten them and he has not forgotten the promise that he made from the beginning to send the serpent crusher. And so we see in verse 6 that he is sending a child. Um, And it kind of links in with the idea of Emmanuel as well, where it says, for to us a child is born. So this child is for, I guess initially, you know, God's people, but now for the world, for us as humanity. Um, And he's also a son. And I guess with New Testament eyes, we think of him being God's son, not just the son of Mary, and the cost of that giving of his son. And so we know he is human, and are also reminded that he is fully God as well. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. So he will be the king to reign, to establish his kingdom. He will be the one that upholds it as he carries it on his shoulder. And again, in the light of the judgment that is promised on Judah and all the evil kings they've had before, it's just amazing to read about this king that we'll learn later on is such a good and holy king. And um, you get the four different titles given of this messiah His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Now this is a title that I particularly love and resonates with me as someone that is interested in counselling. And um, I think it's such a beautiful name to start with and perhaps one that we hear less frequently to describe Jesus. I think the the Holy Spirit is called the Advocate or the Comforter or the Counselor. But I think it's just a really apt description of Jesus as well. The fact that he is the greatest advisor we could possibly have and while we seek to care for those and pastorally look after those who are suffering and need support we actually have a person to bring to other people not only is he all wise and all loving and all faithful and all gracious but he has walked on the earth and he is fully human and fully god now and he speaks from experience He can sympathise with our weaknesses and he shared our sufferings and he perfectly obeyed his father and he remains interceding for us now. And so he truly is the most wonderful counsellor because not only is he perfect, 
but he doesn't speak from a lofty place. He speaks as one who has walked among us. And he's also a counsellor, as I mentioned, in, in terms of being a mediator on our behalf. So he takes counsel with the Father and with the Holy Spirit, and um, he stands at the Father's right hand and um, speaks on our behalf. You've also got the title of Mighty God, so showing Jesus' clear deity. He is the one that counsels us, but he's also the God of the universe, and so he really is the most wonderful counsellor because not only is he perfect and he has um, the experience and the understanding, but he also has the power to actually execute the things he wants to accomplish. He has the power and the authority to carry out his purposes. Now, the title of Everlasting Father is often one that confuse me a little bit just because this is a title we associate with the father in the trinity and not with the son but in researching it a bit um it's not referring to his role in the godhead but more the character of the messiah him being um the beginning and the end the alpha and the omega he has always been he was there in creation and before creation he's always been being loved by the father and so it's even more amazing to see the few verses before that he is born as a child <laughs> so he is it's something that makes your mind explode in a way because we know that he is everlasting and yet he's being born as a human being so yeah mind blown and also the way he acts towards us you know he shepherds us like a father we are his sheep yeah he cares for us as one would a child and when he goes up to heaven and leaves the disciples um, he promised not to leave us as orphans, so he clearly saw the disciples as his children and sent his spirit to dwell with us and to comfort us. And amazingly, once we become his child, we are his forever, because he is the everlasting father. And finally, Prince of Peace. Again, with New Testament eyes, we see how will he ultimately bring peace? Well, he'll make peace between God and man. He'll satisfy the wrath of God by dying on the cross and being raised and ascending to mediate for us in heaven. But also he brings peace in our hearts, the peace that the sacrifices in the Old Testament could never bring. They could never purify our conscience, whereas the blood of Christ pays the debt once and for all so we can enter into intimate communion with God. And then um, in verse 7, we have this confirmation of these ideas of his kingly reign and a peace that will be a new end. Again, such an encouragement to God's people who had been in constant turmoil um, throughout their history. And I guess we're also in turmoil of sorts with COVID. And he's going to be on the throne of David, the messianic king, as promised. And he will establish it, but also uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore. What an amazing king, what an amazing counsellor, father, prince of peace that is promised. This is a great passage. I hope you've enjoyed walking through this with me because I think it's wonderful. Let me just pray quickly to finish. Our Father, thank you for this incredible prophecy of the Messiah as we learn more about the kind of king he will be. He is the most wonderful counsellor. He has walked with us. He knows our sufferings. And yet he is perfectly good and powerful. And in heaven right now interceding for us. 
He is all-wise and all-knowing and all-gentle and compassionate. Thank you that we have a high priest who is a mighty God. He is fully God and fully man. Thank you that we have a Messiah who is an everlasting Father, who is so personal with us and so intimate with us and cares for us so greatly and individually that he knows every sheep by name. And I thank you that he is the Prince of Peace. And I pray for everyone listening, where peace seems hard to come by, that they will find peace in their hearts through knowing Jesus and remembering that the work is finished. And I thank you that his kingdom is forever and he will reign with justice and righteousness. We pray for this kingdom to come soon. 